Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu, and Astainuhu, and Astaghfiruhu, and Ominubihi, and Atokaluale. On our Dubilahim in Shururi and Fusina, or Min Sayati Armalina, May Yahdihilahu Fala Mudilla, or May Yudlilhu Fala Hadiella. On a Shadulla, Ilaha Illallah, Wahdahula Sharikala, on a Shadu and Sayyidana, and Abiyana, or Maulana, Muhammad and Abduhu, or Sulu. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الذين يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدين النصيحة وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا سجن المؤمن وجنة الكافر صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين respected friends brothers and sisters in Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, cherisher, the merciful one, the gracious one. Peace, greetings, salutations be upon Sayyidul Awaleen wal Akhirin. Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Mujtaba sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his glorious speech, in his beautiful kalam, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا O human beings, if you were to count the blessings per second that descend upon you, men, women, Muslims, non-Muslims it is impossible for the human mind it is beyond numeration insan, human beings don't have that power, the capacity to quantify all the blessings that we enjoy per second Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself declares in the Quran, La tuhsuha. It is impossible for you. In many verses of the Quran, Allah is inviting human beings, Muslims and non Muslims, to ponder upon the glory and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how He creates, to understand His attribute of being a khaliq when you stand in front of the mirror and admire yourself Allah is saying alam naj'allahu aynayni wa lisana wa when you look at your beautiful face 
when you look at the beautiful organs that are attached to the face, the eyes, the nose, the lips, the mouth, the tongue, the ears, Allah is saying, Alam Allahu Ainain. Do you not ponder upon the glory and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how He is, how He creates, that He is Khaliq? Many people today are deprived from this great blessing of even blinking. Yet it doesn't even cross our mind. We blink more than a thousand times a day. Yet there are so many people who need some form of artificial lubrication. Why? Because their tear glands don't function. But yet we blink in the 24 hours a thousand times. And in the night, subhanAllah, Allah gives you rest. وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْمَكُمْ subata. This beautiful sun and the light of the sun is taken out. And one portion of the people in this world are resting, whilst the other people are busy again. Subhanallah. Every step that we take, we are indebted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dozens of muscles need to be stimulated for a single step that we take. A slight pain, a fracture. Those who admire football players and cricket players, ask them. A slight fall, injury would mean being out of a match, tearing a muscle. Yet we walk, alhamdulillah, from, from one place to another place without even realizing, subhanAllah. The beautiful hands that Allah has blessed us with. Many creatures in the creation of Allah can't even imagine the blessings that we enjoy as human beings. The appaisable sum that Allah has given us that allows us to grip comfortably what we want. That allows us to do whatever we want. Subhanallah. Imagine if we were not blessed with this thumb, two thumbs on each hand, how difficult it would be for us. So many blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la tuhsuha. Allah is saying it is beyond numeration, it is not in your capacity. The mind has no power. But with all the beautiful important organs of the human body. Let me cite for you where one very important hadith recorded by majority of Ahlul Hadith, the Muhaddisin. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna fi jasadi bani adam la mudghah. In the human body, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept one very important organ intact. The most important organ in the human body. Allah's Nabi has said, إِذَا سَلُحَتْ سَلُحَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّ وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّ If that organ is kept pure and clean, the effects are on the entire body. And if that organ is kept impure 
and filth is attached to that organ, then the effects are on the entire body. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah wahiya al-qalb Remember that organ is the heart in the human body. Such an important, important, vital organ in the human body. Not only physically, but Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is here referring to it in a very spiritual manner. That if it is clean, the effects are on the entire body. If it is with filth, then the effects are on the entire body. As students here, my sisters and brothers that are here listening to me, let us take time out. I am not here today to give you a lecture or a bayan or a vaaz, just simple words, nasiha. But very important nasiha. The heart is a vital organ in the human body. It is the only receptor that allows you to directly communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. I remember at one time on a journey when we were traveling from one place to another place, the navigation system was not catching the satellite. And the satellites were, were, were very weak in that area. Subhanallah. When talking about the reception on the mobile phone that we receive and the satellite connection, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that the heart is that powerful organ that has the ability to directly get connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Urdu there is a saying, Qalbe Abdullah Arshullah. And I don't even know how to translate that in English. In Urdu they say, Qalbe Abdullah Arshullah. The heart of a believer is the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really. The heart of a believer is the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is how powerful that heart is. A lot of people don't even know physically where the heart is. How many people know where the heart is? Where is the heart? Do you know anybody? Lift your hands up. Where is the heart? Can you lift your hands up? Not the ladies, I can't see you. Unless you've watched that program yesterday, Dispatch dispatches a bunch of four ladies that were out on the streets. Huh? Do you know where the heart is? Where is the heart? Where is the heart? It's in the... Where? It's in the middle? It's in the middle? It's in the middle left side? Wrong. You can't be a millionaire. Where is the heart? Where is the heart? Huh? I don't believe I'm talking to university students here. Is it a university? Is this a university? De Montfort University. And you don't know where the heart is? Medically. Medically. Not medically. Forget medically. Where is the heart? Huh? Medically I'm baffled now. The heart is towards your left hand side, very 
very low down towards where your rib cage is, the last ribs, where the last ribs are, and that is where your heart is. And in tasawwuf, uh, it, it's even easier. Why? Because people train very hard to make sure that the heart is doing the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the heart is very, very important. So every time the heart, the palpitation, the heart that beats, has to beat upon the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Sheikh Sabit, who was a tabi'een, he said to his congregation, that right now I can vouch and I take an oath on the name of Allah that Allah is remembering me. So some of the people said, how can you say that Allah is remembering you? And he said, no, right now Allah is remembering me. How? And he read the ayat of the Quran, Allah says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ O people, you remember me and I will remember you. So at this minute, continuously, my heart is in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so Allah is remembering me. Subhanallah. The heart is a thermometer that measures the level of iman, my respected brothers. And that is why in the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, that when a person sins, a black dot is inserted into the heart. And slowly, the more sins you commit, it engulfs your heart, it envelopes your heart, it seals your heart. Subhanallah, it's an example that comes to the mind is when you go to the dentist and he says, open your mouth and there are solid deposits between your teeth, the, the tartar and the plaque that are there, uh, calcium deposits strong between your teeth and you need to go to the dentist, your toothbrush is not sufficient. And so what he will have, he will have this um, scaling tip an anti-scale tip, something that's very sharp and pointed, and he will poke you uh, right in the area where you have all that, the tata and the pluck, to remove that. Similarly, respected brothers, when you sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inserts black dots, and it, and it is worse than cancer. It seals your heart. And that is why in the very first pages of the Qur'an, Allah says that, O oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for some of the people that are in front of you, خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ أَبْصَارِهِمْ غِشَاوَةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sealed their hearts because of the kufr that is inside them. Even if Jibreel was to come down, it would be of no effect. And so it is vitally important, my respected brothers, that in university we stay pure and clean. No matter where you are, in the masjid, in a secondary school, in the bazaar, or for a holiday, you might be in the city of Makkah or Madinatul Munawwara, wherever you are, one must have the power to take control of his heart. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Allah wa al qalb, look after your heart. Many verses of the Quran, you will find the word qalbun and qulub, qalb and qulub, qalb, qulub. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lahum qulubun la yafkahoon biya. They have a heart, but that is only the physical heart. 
And that is it. If you don't take hold of your heart and control it, the heart is the king organ inside your human body. If your heart says yes, the limbs have to obey. If your heart says no, you might say to someone that, why don't you speak to that brother? He'll say no. My heart says no, I can't speak to him. But speaking is the job of the duty given to the tongue. But he will say no. My tongue is controlled by my heart. My heart says no, I don't want to speak with him. My heart says no, I don't want to do this. My heart says this, I don't want to eat. My heart says this, my heart says that. Everything is with the heart. If the heart is taken into full control, subhanallah, everything becomes very, very easy. Everything becomes very, very easy. And that is why in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna allaha la yanzuru ila suwarikum. Allah does not look at your faces. Wala ila amwalikum. Allah does not look at your bank balance. Wala ila amwalikum. Wala ila amwalikum. Walakin yanzuru ila kulubikum. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at the condition of your heart. Why? Because piety is with the heart. Taqwa is connected to your heart. The month of Ramadan came and the month of Ramadan has gone. What are the effects of the month of Ramadan with us? Every individual must meditate. Before going to sleep, think. What is my spiritual condition? What is the level of my iman? If I was to die... Before Fajr Salah. Am I in that position that Allah will say, Right, I am happy with this individual. I am happy with this individual. Open the doors of Jannah. My brothers, can you sit properly? Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah. We must have respect. Why? Not because of me. I am a sinner, my brother. You don't have to respect. You can say two things to me, it won't affect me. But because I am quoting to you the verses of the Quran and the verses of the hadith. So we have to respect. This is not a biology lesson or a chemistry lesson. These are the words of Allah. These are the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi, the great scholar of Medina Munawwara, was teaching hadith. And all of a sudden, the, the color of his face changed. And he was finding it very difficult to teach. He became breathless. Face became all red. And he started sweating. Until some of the students stood up and they said, Hazrat, are you okay? What's happened? And he said, no, I think there is something behind me that is biting me. And behind Hazrat there was a, a scorpion that was continuously biting Hazrat. And so the student said, why didn't you just stand up? He says, no. It would be disrespect to, I don't want to be disrespectful to the hadith of Nabi Kareem. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is why I was doing sabr. But these were great people, my respected brothers. When it came for the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they would sit attentively. Sahabai Kiram Ajmain also would sit attentively. And let us become tulab, seekers, taking knowledge. Today the one thing that is missing from us is that we have no time for knowledge, brothers. Believe me. When we went to Indonesia, MashaAllah, there was 
bayan after fajr everybody sits a bayan after zuhur everybody sits a bayan after asr everybody sits sometimes we take a lot of things for granted let us appreciate and be thankful to allah and be grateful to allah la in shakartum la azidannakum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you with much more on the subject of the heart my respected brothers how are we to take control of the heart? You're not tired, are you? Are you tired? Brother Lukman, is the congregation tired? No, no, no not yet, inshallah. I'm just starting, yeah? <laughs> how do we look after the heart? The audience here, mashallah, all Muslims, I believe. Everybody here, mashallah. Allah's Nabi has said, Iyaka wal ma'asiyah. Nothing is from my own experience or I am relating something as from my own opinion. No, everything is from the hadith and the Quran. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Iyaka wal Save yourselves from sins. Sins. What is the use if the doctor tells you that you are suffering from diabetes and you have to take insulin so on one side you take all the medication the insulin to take control of diabetes at the same time you are taking in everything which is harmful to that bo- to your body you want to eat the hapshi halwa and everything that is sweet and at the same time you take insulin so we pray salah we read quran we do everything but at the same time, we don't want to change our habits. We don't want to stop sinning. And until we don't stop, my brothers in Islam, shaitan is winning over us. Iyaka wal ma'asiyah. Save yourselves from sins. Save yourself from zina. Save yourself from fornication. Allah's Nabi has said that when a man and a woman does zina, the angels are there and they take away iman from the heart. And whilst in that state of janabah, that person is not a Muslim. Save yourself from sins. Save yourselves from drugs. Save yourselves from alcohol. Save yourselves from gambling. Save yourselves from bad company. Save yourselves. Iyaka wal ma'asiyah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Al-mujahidu man jahada fi ta'atillah. Mujahid is not only that person who takes up arms and fights for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the real mujahid is that person who gives talaq to sins. What does he do? He gives talaq to sins. Now, sometimes it's very, very difficult when you are in, a, in that habit of continuously uh, living in that environment sometimes. And you have that habit of doing something which is wrong. It is a sin. That every time you sin, one must never forget. He must lift up his hands and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That does not mean 
that we feel that it's okay to sin, we will repent. No. We have to be sincere all the time. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the tawbah, the repentance of Adam alayhi salam and not of Iblis? Iblis worshipped Allah for thousands of years even before Adam alayhi salam was created. Why was Adam accepted alayhi salam and not Iblis? Some qualities in Adam alayhi salam gave him that upper hand and position. He pushed himself closer to Allah. When Adam alayhi salam due to human lapse, he did that that one wrong by eating from the forbidden tree. He did not justify his wrong action. He surrendered himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said, Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Oh Allah, I don't justify what I have done. I, have, I don't present in front of you excuses. I have no excuses. Allah, I have transgressed. Allah, I have done zulm upon myself. Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Wallah, I surrender myself to you. One. The second quality in him was that after doing that wrong, there was remorse. He was guilty. It is said for 300 years he did not face and look up towards the heavens for violating one hukam command of Allah. For 300 years he, he never looked up in the heavens. There was that remorse, guilt in the heart. And the third great quality in him, he was never despondent from the mercy of Allah. He did not become mayus. When you look at Iblis, it's, it's the complete opposite. He wanted to justify. And in the court of Allah, he's saying, why should I bow down to Adam? Why? Why? You see this, why? Allah I am better than him. How are you better than him? Allah, you have created me from fire. Fire, the quality and the characteristics of fire is that fire demands some form of ascension. It goes up. And earth, dust, mud is of dunya. It's always down. I am superior than Adam. My takhliq is more superior than Adam. And then he is arguing in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No remorse. He wants to justify everything. And finally, he became despondent. He became mayus from the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is when this name was given to him, Shaitan. Shaitan is from the Arabic word, Shatanun. Which means that person who has been deprived from the rahmat, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you do something wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with this beautiful formula which is tawbah. Sincerely repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the only solution to prevent the heart being sealed. The heart being sealed. That is the only solution that we have. No antibiotics, no medication, no vaccination can help you. It is only tawbatan nasuha. Sincerity. Huh? sincere repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. 
scholars have mentioned that there are some sins that are even worse than the sins that we commit. Sins that we commit. One is Al-Istisghar. Al-Istisghar. Al-Istisghar means to take the sins to be light, to trivialize, to take the sins to be insignificant. So when a, a person does something wrong, he feels, oh, my neighbor does that, oh, that person does that, oh, that person does that. Chalo, chalta hai, it's okay. When you take a sin to be insignificant, Allahu Akbar, that is even worse than the sin that is committed. And this is what the shaitan does. He wants you to take that sin to be of something that is insignificant, something that is not very important. You trivialize with something, not something that is very important. Make sure that anything what you do, if you have violated the ahkam, the commands of Allah, this uh, sin of al-istisghar is not inside you. Never trivialize with any sins. Never justify something that is wrong. If interest usury is haram, it is haram. Never justify it. Something that is haram is haram. Alcohol is haram, it is haram. Don't say no. A little alcohol is okay until I get drunk. No, don't justify it. Don't justify something that is wrong. Don't become Robin Hood, steal from the rich and give to the poor. Don't justify. What is wrong is wrong. Al-istisghar. And the second thing we need to understand is al-istibshar. Al-istibshar is to rejoice, is to broadcast. That sin that Allah has concealed, you want to brag about it. And you flaunt and you, you become braggadacious and you say, Oh man, you know, last night we enjoyed it. You see, I was out with that girl. You told me I can't go out with that girl. There I was enjoying it with her. She came close to me and, and this is what I did with her. And she wasn't shy and I met her. Oh, we did that. We went there. And now he is opening up something which Allah had concealed. And he has that audacity. Subhanallah. To open up and to expose himself. And unfortunately, this is a problem with the Muslim community. We want to expose our own bickerings in front of the kuffar. So that they can laugh at us. And imagine the program yesterday. Did, did brothers here watch that program yesterday? Dispatches? Imagine at 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. You had the English people, the Sikh community, the Hindu community, atheists, all the kuffar watching. Muslims fighting with each other. Muslims arguing with each other. That is the problem. Subhanallah. A group of Muslim women arguing. Subhanallah, open up the books of Islam and you will see that Allah has given rights to women before any other civilization. 
Women, when were they allowed to vote in this country? Was it in 1940 or something like that? They were not even allowed to vote. And during the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq, full freedom was given to them. So what rights of women are we talking about? How much are we going to compromise? How much are we going to sell of the Qur'an and Hadith so that the kuffar become happy and they rejoice and they say, oh now you are uh, a moderate Muslim. Now, you fit our criteria, so you are a moderate Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said no. Even if you paint yourself white because of your iman, because of what is inside you, they won't like you. Hasadam min indi anfusihim. Why they have hasad over you? Hasad over you. How much do we compromise? What is our mission? Is our mission to invite Channel 4 and to allow them so that they can expose the Muslim community? Subhanallah, our mission is to give dawah to the non-Muslims. That is our duty. And nothing else. To invite the people who are non-Muslims, the children of Adam alayhi salam, to come and share iman and Islam. Take time out. Subhanallah. Take an opportunity. And especially the students here, mashallah, you will graduate and you will integrate into the society. Mashallah. Allah has given you that chance. Let us not make that mistakes which our forefathers did when they first migrated to Africa. When they came, it was just economical reasons. The migration was purely on monetary basis. But when we look at history before the, 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 the migrants that came from the subcontinent, the Arabs that came, it wasn't just money, but it was also da'wah. And they gave Islam to the indigenous population. And that is why you see that entire belt of Africa, the coastal region, even today, the first thing you will see are the minarets and the dome. Why? This is the effort of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam knocked on the door of Abu Jahl a thousand times. How many times? A thousand times. Abu Jahl, come, become a Muslim. Abu Jahl, come, embrace Islam. Subhanallah. This is a very uh, a, a sensitive responsibility that Allah has given us. Why do we expose ourselves? So one is al-istibshar. You do something wrong and you want to declare it to everyone. Oh, no problem. No problem. Come and watch with me a film. We'll watch it together. It's like our... I've got this new uh, DVD and uh, have you heard this song? Have you heard this song? I'll give you that. Subhanallah. Inviting people towards sin. So one is al-istizghar, one is al-istibshar. What you do is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then the shaitan, he never surrenders. He will never take bribery from you. Anyone will take bribery from you, but shaitan won't. Shaitan is a, he is that who is full of arrogance. He does not accept bribery. He will tear you apart. There is no mercy with shaitan. In the shaitan, 
my brothers, please don't think this is a very heavy dose that I'm putting in front of you. It's not a heavy dose. We have to change before it is too late, before we die, before this body is put into, uh, into the ground, in the cupboard, before it is too late. One is al-istibshar, never ever rejoice and broadcast your wrongdoings and tell other people. And sometimes even when you, you get some men who have no haya, who have no modesty, and they say, oh, they talk about their own family members. Oh, have you seen my wife? Oh, she's very beautiful. You know, when I first got married to her, we went to this hotel, and this is what we did. La'an on that person. And this is in the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa And you also get women when they chit-chat and, they, and their conversations are very open. Very open. And they find that to be oh, just a, a casual talk. It's just a casual conversation. There's nothing wrong with it. One woman is exposing the physical side of the husband and the husband is exposing the physical side of the wife and there is no problem. It's just a joke. No, he's my best friend. And you say, oh, my best friend comes and oh, my, hey, have you met my wife? Doesn't she look beautiful? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Al-Istibshar, Al-Istisghar. I'm talking purely of how we need to take control of the heart. Taqwa. Look, we've heard lectures. Let us talk about something that will benefit us. We take something with us when we go out from this masjid. One is al-Israr. So you have istizgar, you have istibshar. To belittle any act of sins, or to broadcast and promote and to flaunt something that you have done which is wrong. And al-Israr means your continuation in sins. And this is the problem that the ummah faces. It's an addiction. When a person does zina for the first time, he will cry, weep, there will be remorse. Oh, what I did was wrong, what I did was wrong. Again the shaitan will say, it's okay. Do it for the second time. And then repent. He will do zina for the second time. He will do zina for the third time. He will do zina for the first time. And then it becomes his second nature. It becomes his habit. And this is what happens to the kuffar. So when you talk to the kuffar that this is fornication, and they laugh at you. In fact, they feel that, hey, this man, he's weird. When you talk to them something that is natural, they take you to be unnatural. In fact, if you are 19 and if you still are a virgin, they say, this guy is a weirdo, you know. There's something wrong with him, you know. They expect you that you must have done zina already by 18, 17. If you know how to do zina at the age of 16, 17, so, you know, you are accepted. This is the society that we live in. So if you know how to do zina, you know, mashallah, this guy is something. And I, I, and, I, and I don't say mashallah in that way, my respected brothers, you understand what I'm saying. As Muslims, alhamdulillah, these words come out from the mouth, uh, you know, regularly. This is the problem. Al-Israr, when you commit one sin, 
It's an addiction. The shaitan will push you. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Until you don't stop. And there is, if you haven't found that cutting point, Allahu Akbar, may Allah have mercy upon all of us. Are we in this university? So that we violate the laws of Quran and Hadith? Or are we in this university to study and to contribute to the deen of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Do we forget the sacrifice of the companions? Do we forget the shahadat of Hazrat Umar? Do we forget the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman? Do we forget the shahadat of Hazrat Hamza? Do we forget the shahadat of Hazrat Hassan? Of Hazrat Hussein? Do we forget the Mujahideen of the Battle of Badr? Do we forget the Mujahideen of the Battle of Uhud? Do we forget our predecessors, the effort they did? We as the young generation, this is Islam. And that is why they say that if you want to know the strength of any community, look at their youth. Look at their youth. And you will know how strong this community is. My brothers, my sisters, whatever you want to do, do, mashallah, Islam has opened up the doors for you. You want to become a doctor, you want to become a lawyer, you want to become a pharmacist, you want to become an accountant, be what you want. But first of all, make sure that whatever you become, taqwa is with you. Taqwa is with you. Piety is inside you. You become a hafiz, you have to be muttaqi. You become a doctor, you have to be muttaqi. Subhanallah. And that is what we want. You are a Muslim. And that responsibility is with you. Just a few more minutes, my brothers. Inshallah. A very important subject that we are covering. Three elements I have explained. Do brothers remember? One is al-istib, al-istibshar. The other is al-istizgar. And the third is al-israr. That is why in the Arabic there is a saying, la sagheera ma'al-israr. A minor sin is not a minor sin if you are in that habit of committing yourself to minor sins. That minor sin is no longer a minor sin. It will become a major sin. And one more thing I want to draw your attention to. A lot of the youth swear. Why do you want to swear? And this is the influence of films that we watch. All these, is it Hollywood or Bollywood? Hollywood actors. All these Hollywood actors. Eddie Murphy. Every third and fourth word is a swear. And when you know how to swear... You laugh and you enjoy. Oh, look at him swearing. But we don't realize that it has an effect on us. It affects the subconscious mind. It has an effect on us. Everything what you do, insan is susceptible to everything. Everything. Subhanallah. So never swear. Look after your tongue. Look after your tongue. We are Muslims. We are different. We are different from everyone else. We are the followers of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man samata najah. Take control of your tongue, salvation is for you. 
See when a person speaks a lot, speaks a lot, the ulama say that person, a lot of what he says, 50% is all false. 50% is all false. And that is why Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. Anyone who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the day of Qiyamah, the final day, فَلْيَكُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَسْمُدْ Then he should speak something that is of virtue, that will benefit a person, or it is better for him to stay and remain silent. Take control of your tongue. Allahu Akbar, in the month of Ramadan, outside the masjid, I, I would hear young boys, 13, 14, 15 year old, the way they swear. Allahu Akbar. Where do they get this habit from? Why do they swear? Sibabul Muslimi Fusukun. It is fisk. It is a grave sin that you, that you swear. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, they were pure. They took control of their tongues. The fourth very important element, my respected brothers and my sisters also listening, is what is known as Al-Ightirar or Al-Istisghar in the Arabic language. Ightirar, uh, Ightirar or Istidraj. Ightirar or Istidraj. Istidraj is a better word. Istidraj is something that a lot of the Muslim people suffer from. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. A person sins and he becomes a habitual sinner. He becomes a habitual sinner but yet the condition of the heart is such he sits and he thinks that oh the Shaykh gave a lecture that if you sin, Allah will punish you. Here I am. For three, four, five years I have been sinning. The more I sin, the better it gets for me. This is how the shaitan whispers in the heart. Look, you sin, nothing has happened to you. You've got a good job. You've got a good wife. You have good children, everything is fine. And this person now continues, continues in, in the sins. He becomes a habitual sinner, habitual sinner. This is known as istidraj. And this is what the kuffar said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You are saying to us that we must worship Allah. Why should we worship Allah? Yeah, we don't fear Allah. Ask your Allah to punish us. Tell him to send down stones. Shower us with stones. Tell him, tell that angel that gave punishment to the previous communities, tell him to punish us. We are sinning. We openly declare our kufr. We openly declare our kufr. Why is there no punishment? This is istidraj. See, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives clemency, gives a lot of time, respites. Allah is not in a rush. Allah gives a person this very long string, you hold it, take it with you, take it with you, take it with you, take it with you. How much will you take with you? One mile, two mile, one year, two years, enjoy. You continue and you sin. Allah will give you more, Allah will give you more. And this is the tartib of Allah. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grips you, Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then no one will look at him. The wife will leave, the children will leave, the community will sack him. 
in his work, nobody will want to look at him. Allahu Akbar, when a person from Izzah is given Zilla, and that is why Allah says, وَتُعِزُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتُذِلُّ مَنْ When Allah exposes a person, Wallahi lazim, there is no other punishment severe and greater for that individual in this world. When Allah exposes a person, and that is why Allah says, وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسَ بِمَا كَسَبُوا And if I was to take a person and grip him immediately for the sins that he does, بِمَا كَسَبُوا مَا تَرَكَ عَلَى زَهْرِهَا مِنْ دَابَّتِّهُ وَلَكِ يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ Then no creature would have the power to walk on the face of this earth, but Allah gives you time. What didn't Allah give Karun, Fir'aun? For 300 years it is said that he, he was so healthy, he did not suffer from a headache. For 300 years he never suffered from a headache. But what was his ending? And so always remain in that condition of having fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah is watching me. There are kiram and katibin jotting everything down. Kiram and katibin ya'lamuna ma tafa'loon. Whatever you do, it is written. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my brothers. Take control of yourself. Take control of your nafs. The strongest person is not that person, you know, who's got a lot of muscles and when he walks with a tight t-shirt and, and you know, there's all the muscles that come out and biceps and there he is and a lot of the youth, you know, Alhamdulillah, there's nothing wrong with physical training, good, that's, that's good. Al-Mu'minu al-Qawi khayrun min al-Mu'min al-Za'if, the one who is strong is better, nothing wrong, but the right intention. The right intention. What time is Isha here? What time is Isha here? Can I take a few more minutes? Yeah. Power and strength is in taking control of your nafs. Of your nafs, my brothers. He is a strong man, a mujahid. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, not only was he a mujahid, Hazrat Hamza, the companions, these were people, subhanallah, they were bribed. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. Kuffar came to him and they said, look, if you want the most beautiful woman, we will give you, we will make you the king of Arabia. Nothing affected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It did not affect the companions. Look, my young brothers in Islam, we are unique individuals. We are the strongest. Allah is feeding the world because of mu'mineen. Muslimin, Allah's Nabi has said, when there is not even a single person to say Allah, that is the time Allah will give his command and the angel will blow into the trumpet, into the sur. Everything then will crumble. It is because of a single mu'min that this dunya is functioning. That is how important we as Muslims are. Let us be strong. This is the future of Islam. Let us become muttaqi. Taqwa. Change ourselves. We go home, we watch TV, we watch Bollywood, songs. Allah Make sabr. Make sabr. What do you want to watch Bollywood for? All the Khans that are out there. What do you want to watch them? Why waste your time? 
We are here for a purpose. I am not making life difficult for you. If you want enjoyment, do something else. Play football, play cricket, do something physical that will help you. Huh? MashaAllah, do something which is halal. Do something that is halal. Go swimming. Do something that is halal. Obviously when you go swimming, not mixed, huh? just all Muslim men and mashallah the satr is covered. And do something useful. If you want to enjoy, go for umrah, mashallah. We can do a lot of things. Let us not surrender to shaitan. Let us surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alama ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi rahmatullah has made it easy for the believers. He has written in his kitab some of the symptoms which signal the weakness of iman. A person who is very weak. The condition of the heart. See, when we go to a cardiologist, he will say, oh, and we need to open up that vein, the blood does not flow, this and that. Alama ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi rahmatullah says, when a person can't cry, when tears have dried up, when a person gives lecture, or when he talks about Allah and his messenger, or when he himself is alone, and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he can't cry. You have two types of tears. One is tears that flow from the eyes. One is tears that flow from the heart. A pious man both open up and tears flow from the heart and also from the eyes. That is the condition of a pious man. But when, when you can't cry, there is something seriously wrong. That is why when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam kissed a child that was in front of him, a Bedouin came and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I've got ten children and I never kissed them. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Is it my fault that Allah has taken out from your heart mercy, rahmah? And when Ibrahim alayhi salam, his son, Ibrahim radiallahu ta'ala, and when he passed away, he said, Wa inna bi Tears were flowing out. So if you can't cry, there is something wrong. This is one sign. Let us meditate. What is my condition? What is my condition? Can I cry in front of my Lord? Subhanallah. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Hazrat Aisha, tell Abu Bakr Siddiq to perform salah. And she said, oh, Ya Rasulullah, my father, when he stands up on the musalla, you can't hear no kirat, it's only crying. Subhanallah, look at the companions. Today, if a person cries, that's something odd and strange. But in the time of Sahaba, if you couldn't cry, that person was a... There was something wrong with that person. He was a stranger to them. You can't cry. And that is why we, we continuously see in the hadith, where at any one uh, incident, you will, you will hear the word that, the companions started to cry. The companions started to cry. They were mujahideen. But yet at the same time, their hearts were so soft, that for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, they could cry. And secondly, Allama ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi says, and inshallah we will end with that. I'll keep my promise. I won't take much of your time, inshallah. Is that, when a person finds it difficult, to sit in one place, and do the zikr of Allah, 
and do the zikr of Allah. You see, for some people, they are last in the masjid and first to exit. Last to enter and first to exit. And they say it with a lot of pride. Oh, Malana, you know me. Why don't you see me in the mosque? I'm always behind you. But you see what happens. I come last minute dot com and I'm the first one out. And he's saying it with pride. Subhanallah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said the sign, uh, the, the, uh, the similitude that he gave of that believer in the masjid is like fishes in the ocean. Fishes in the ocean. A believer in the masjid finds so much peace and tranquility and contentment like fishes find peace, sukoon in the water. And the sign of a hypocrite is that the masjid becomes like a, 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 a cage for him. A bird that is trapped in a cage just waiting any time. If this door opens, I can fly out. Look at our condition. My, my brothers in Islam... Is it easy to sit on the musalla? Oh, very difficult. Just to sit for 10-15 minutes and to meditate. And to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. Extremely difficult. So the zikr of Allah becomes very difficult for him. How many times do we read durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Just think about it. How much do we owe to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? When Allah's hukam is upon us, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُسَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا سَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا How much zikr do we do? How much durood do we send upon Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? How much durood? Hazrat Abu Hurairah, it is said about him that he could not sleep until he would send 10,000 durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Bukhari rahmatullah the famous Al-Jami Ussahi, from a collection of 60,000 ahadith, he would perform wudu, make ghusl, perform salah, do istikhara, and until some form of an answer was given to him from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that hadith would be taken out and would be entered into his masterpiece, Al-Jami' Al-Sahih. It took him 16 years to compile Al-Jami' Al-Sahih. And for every hadith, his connection was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is in his Sawanih. Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi has mentioned. It is also in Fathul al-Bari. These were people who loved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who took control of their heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. I hope this was not a very heavy dose. Uh, but it is all about purification of the heart. And this is a sickness, obliviousness, uh, negligence from the blessings that Allah gives you. Insan becomes ghafil. Before it's too late, let us transform, let us change. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين جزاك الله خير